One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, on to the next one. But before we get to this game, how would you rate the refing for this weekend? Including the bunker. Uh, yeah, including the bunker, not great. Um, that Eels-Titans game was a bit of a shit fight, mm. I thought, unfortunately. I thought um, that the refing and bunker was pretty good until this point. Yeah, and look, I'm, I've probably got a bit of recency bias, but this game was pretty poor mm. by that. I mean, there was a lot of things that went on here um, that went, made it even went back to the... Um, NRLW earlier during the day. I think they they let the siren go ten yeah. minutes early yeah. in the game. It was catastrophic. Um, but yeah, I I wasn't overly impressed with the officiating in this one. Uh, I I think what covered it was that it was just such an entertaining game. Yeah, I think that the NRL got lucky in that regard. But um, if I was the it, Titans fans that have messaged me upset, I can understand. Yeah, I can get it. There was one. The one where I thought they were like pretty hard done by was the um, <coughs> Isaac Liu's foot coming through the yeah, ruck. Yeah. Now, I understand letter of the law. You could argue his foot came through the ruck. But I feel like Ray Stone, there's got to be some responsibility to kind of judge. Because like Isaac Liu, he, he wasn't looking. So, and, he's yeah. just, and all he's doing is trying to get up. And so, like, is he expected to flip his feet the other way? You know what I mean? It just it would just be a bit weird. So I definitely think they were pretty hard done by there. Um, you know, but you could argue, put it this way, I do think the Titans got the raw end, of the, like the wrong end of the stick for sure. Um, but if you're a Paris fan, I can totally understand if you argue, well, that first try they scored was, you know, quite forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, was, this is a tough one. This is one where I would say, do I feel like the the Eels deserve to lose? Probably not. Do I feel the Titans got some pretty tough calls against them? For sure. Um, I hope that it balances itself out, though. And I, I know Holbrook came in after in the press conference and, you know, he kind of said, like, you know, if it's 50-50, you know, make it 50-50, as if to say, like, we're okay with losing a couple 50-50s, but at least give us some 50-50s. Yeah. Um, and so if I'm speaking to Titans fans, I would just say, fingers crossed that there's going to be a game where calls go for you and you win those games. Yeah, for sure, and it will. And look, I, as much as I, as I felt sorry for Titans for fans, sure, totally. um, 
I also think that Holbrook, you know, they still conceded 32 points in round one. So Absolutely. There are, yes, referees didn't help you, and I understand that, and that's fine. But you have also got stuff in your own backyard, which you need to sort out. And this mm. does come back to what we said. If you want to play shootout footy, yeah. the Titans are with you. And <laughs> based on what we saw the other day, mm. they're, God, they're going to score some points. Absolutely. Well, to be fair to Holbrook, he did say, like, he was like, look, I'm not saying that we would have won the game. Yep. He was like, I understand that we leaked too many points and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so just, just to defend Holbrook. No, there, that's but, fair. Yeah, um, 100%. And so it was just more those specific calls he felt like were, were tough. Yeah, look, I, to be clear, I definitely did think the Titans got some rough calls. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. But put it this way. Let's say the Eels got those same rough calls and they lost to the Titans. I would say the exact same, same thing as I'm going to say now. Any team, whether it was Eels or Titans, that lets that many points in, very hard to complain that, you know, Sort that, and then you know what I mean. Like I just think you, you got to take care of your own back. You got to you got to look at that. And and the problem with the Titans, although they were gutsy as and fuck, they're entertaining. Uh, this is a concern for them that has been for a year or two. Is yeah. that they play this kind of shootout style footy of like let's just see who scores more points. Who cares about D? Not who cares about D because they do D hard. Uh, and that's this is where you know this is where games like this you lose because. You, you allow you put yourself in the position to lose them. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're if you focus less on attack and you focus more on D, you you don't get put in these positions as often. Uh, so look, absolutely no denying the Titans had some tough calls against them. Um, I think from yeah, we'll, we'll focus just on the Titans for now. If they can sort their D out. They're top eight. Mate, it could be anything. If they can sort their D out, it could be absolutely literally anything. anything. Yeah. Matter sure. of fact, Cameron Smith's got them. They might even sneak into the six. I heard him say that. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I was like a bit taken aback by that. But I watched them and I'm like, you know what? That was without Brimson, who's one of their – he's literally their marquee guy right now. Um, if they can sort their D out, they're anything. They can literally be anything, which is exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. My, my worry yesterday was that when I was watching that Parramatta side, they came out of the gate. Like, it was like one set was perfect then the next set was an absolute shit fight. Yeah. They just couldn't put I, – I, I thought that in that first half yesterday, if they just would have put together 10 minutes of mistake-free footy, they could have put the Titans away. They didn't, and to the Titans' credit, they made them pay for every single mistake they made, which mm. is what you want to see. Uh, I, I thought you know it would have been interesting to see if Parramatta would have just completed one set after scoring points, kicked mm. down the other end. I think that would have been a really good test for the Titans as well. You ended up in this – Shootouts. I think there was 48 points in the first half. Yeah, crazy. Like just even by last year's standards, mm. that's crazy. That's yep. insane. Um, so, yeah. Once again, though, the Titans were another side that missed out on their last trial with the young spine they've got. I thought just on the Titans, I thought Toby Sexton. Fantastic. Fuck, I love watching this kid. I Mate. And I just, I, I still worry about it that if at some point it does go to shit, you just need to stick with this kid and just back him in. I just think I totally agree. And if I am working with Sexton, I am – it's just all confidence. Yep. Like, I am not even entertaining the idea of, like, you know, going down hard on him and, you know, blowing up because he did this and then the media gets on his back. And, like, if I'm the Titans, it's just cotton wool, cotton wool. Because Sexton doesn't seem like the player that would take the piss if you were cotton wool. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, I don't need to worry about anything, rah, rah. He, he's a competitor. 
He's in, his, he's in everything. I was so impressed. Matter of fact, I thought he was good. I didn't think he was this good, though. Not yet. I thought he could develop into it. But there were periods there. I, what I loved about the way Sexton played is that when he wanted the fucking ball, he got the ball. Yeah. There was no tentativeness. And it was very clear that he was leading the side around. I'm really impressed with Sexton. And I think that if the Titans have learned anything uh, from this, the Taylor situation, if you do get a few losses in a row, don't put pressure on Sexton. Don't get in a video session and be like, mate, what the fuck's this shit? Like, you know, you missed this tackle and this tackle. It's just all like confidence, confidence, confidence. Because I just don't know how... You know, I'm, I don't know what I don't know how they treated the Ash Taylor situation, but it got to the point where he was getting so hounded by the media. It was almost like, how could he recover from it? Yeah, how and could he recover yeah. from it? And I, I think people like I, I've got a lot, lot of messages since yesterday. I think people have misunderstood my take on that. I love what they're doing with these young guys. I'm just not confident it's going to all come together this year. Mm which is completely fine. Yep. You are building a club for the next 10 years at the moment with all the guys yeah. you've got. And when you watch them, you know, I watched them yesterday in that game in, you know, when, when they were going try for try, they were sensational. It was like watching Ricky Stewart and, and Laurie Daly just sideline to sideline in three or four seconds. It was very entertaining. Loved watching it. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what their draw is over the next few weeks, but I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team goes in a proper grinding game of footy. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, it's definitely their, their, that's their battle. Heel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's where they need to improve. And maybe, I mean, the second half yesterday pointed to the fact that they probably have. Yeah. They did go toe-to-toe with Parramatta when it wasn't just try for try. It was staying in the grind. That's where I just worry with this young spine and everything. The kicking game in those big moments does worry me at times. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and with the Titans, like, you know, maybe we didn't explain ourselves properly. I love the youthful approach they're going. But if you commit to that youthful approach, you've also got to commit to the bad side of that. Yeah. And the bad side of that is it could be 12 to 24 months of getting ushed and you have to handle that so perfectly because what can happen is if you don't handle it perfectly, they all lose their confidence and the team that you were trying to build together goes their separate ways yeah. and you're back where you started. And so it is great that they've gone the youth direction, but it is so crucial that regardless of results you basically need to sit down with this team agree to a set of principles and just say we don't care about results all we care about is if you meet those principles and whatever they are is you know that's your choice um so like again for them to be as young as they are and to play as well as they did you know obviously defense is an issue i think it's great signs for the titans The, the good thing about the titans is is you know what the issue is yeah you absolutely know what the issue is all we need to do is be able to defend and we can put it to any team in the competition. So although disappointing day for the Titans, I think really positive signs. I made a heap of positives to take out of it. So Massively many positive. positives to take out Campbell of it. Campbell is fucking so dangerous every time he gets the ball. It's like Absolutely. nothing's on and he creates something. Uh, Sexton I absolutely loved. Tino Fa'asua Ma'alawi. The amount of defence he gets through <laughs> and like just... Just like all the tough work uh, I love, I think uh, Liu has brought a real kind of mature presence. I think Eric, um, Aaron Clark, uh, I think he's been really good. I was, yeah, he was, I was good yeah, yesterday. He was good. Uh, got through a lot of work, 31 tackles, only one missed. Um, the other thing I'd just like to see, that, and I know it's been you know 18 months of saying this now, like they do need to work out how to use Fafita better. For sure. I still, I still look at 
I watched them on first and second tackle, and it just looks like to me they're not setting up for him to get good ball. Yeah. That's my one worry, and that's where you give them, uh, you know, an experienced half, mm. and they'll know how to use this guy. Um, but, I mean, once again, it's it's not a hard fix, I don't think. No, no way. I mean, I, I just wonder, like, what, what are they sitting down and telling for Fida? Like, is Holbrook saying, keep your width? Because, like, a lot of people will get frustrated with edge back rowers because they're like, oh, he's only had three or four runs. But the problem is, is you're often told by coaches, don't fucking come in. Because if you come in, guess what happens? The defensive line knows that we are yeah. not spreading the ball and then they just jam us up. So I think that, that, that Fafida, Holbrook and Fafida have to come to some kind of balance of, like, just a game plan that allows him to come in and just take a few hit-ups to get him in the game. Because... At the moment, it doesn't look like, as you said, they're setting up to get the ball out to him. I just would love to see him just, you know, I want him to have 15, 16, 17 runs. Um, again, a lot of people don't realise is that they are actively told a lot of the time by their coaches, do not come in because yep. if you do, you're actually hurting the forwards around you because then the whole defensive life squeeze in. So they've got to find a balance. I mean, yes, he wasn't that active yesterday, but he still ran for 122 metres. He had 11 runs, four tackle breaks, one line break. Um, is it, you know, it's, it's not setting the world alight. His quiet games are still pretty damn good. It's still solid. It's still yep. solid footy. It's actually, he still ran for... Outside of Fodawaka, um, uh, uh, he ran for the most metres of any forward on the field. I just look at, for oh, example, sorry, like Titans. the Penrith Panthers. They've got a really damaging back row out on their left edge. And just the way they play to him. Yeah, absolutely. The way that they use him in different shape. And this guy's got the ability. About, like He's an Australian back rower. Yeah. And I still feel like sometimes the Titans treat him like he's, he's still a kid mm. sort of thing. I think that you know he... he He's got the ability to be the best forward in rugby league yeah. by a country mile. You've just got to put him in the right spots to do it. Once again, a million times easier said than done by yeah. me sitting on my ass over here. Mm. But I just think it's, you know, eat, like for, for me, when they get into their strikes, they should have entire sets that are built to yeah. getting him the ball on fourth tackle. Yeah. Even even uh, coming out of trouble, they should have sets. Sets, yeah. You coming across to him. Just drop him under. And it's, it's back to under yeah. 15. Yeah. Call it the fucking Fafita. Well, don't yeah. call it that. But call it, you know, yeah. something that you know we're trying to get this guy. Because as soon as you get him one-on-one, you sit, the defensive line just goes. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, but, yeah, great signs for the Eels. Uh, sorry, Titans. Uh, Eels, look, yes, it wasn't the best win for them. But I still think it was great signs because they just needed to complete for 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. Literally. Like, that, if they complete for 10 minutes, they were tearing the team apart. I will say one thing that absolutely blew my mind, and I messaged it to you, I couldn't believe it, is, so, I think it's the 33rd minute, uh, who goes down injured? Um, uh, the, the winger that scored the yeah, try. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so he goes down. Up until that point, every single one of Eel's tries were down Dylan Brown's edge. They take the winger off, they move... Wonga Blake out to the wing, I'm pretty sure. And they move Dylan Brown to centre, to centre. And Arthur comes on and plays in the, the halves. I do not understand for the life of me. Arthur is a great young talent. But why move Dylan Brown out, the guy that is your combo with Mitchell Moses, and move him to centre so that he has no real input in the game? And after that point, when, after they moved Dylan Brown from six to centre, they didn't score a try for the rest of the game. Now, I don't know how that isn't considered an error in judgment 
when it comes to your substitutes. Well, mate, he did it in the trial as well. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, it's just a trial. Yeah. We wouldn't do this in a game. I mean, mate, I, I just, even from, like, I've even got mates that don't love their rugby league. Even they saw this and were just like, I couldn't believe why would you it. move one of your key pieces to cover a position that, you could have put one of your many like you've got a heap of back rowers that put can Arthur cover there. it. Yeah, put Arthur there if you want. You got like, but like you got so many options that can cover that yeah. spot. But like what's the difference between Arthur being defending at three and yeah, two? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's literally no difference really. It's big boys are running at you, you've got to make defensive reads. It, it it baffled me. And this is coming from a guy when it looked like Dylan Bion was a little bit down on confidence. Maybe just move him to um to center to get his confidence back up. But his confidence is up. Did you watch that trial? Like flying. He and also, did you watch the first half? The first try was off the back of his far, um, quick play the ball down a short side. Um, it just blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. And and the proofs in the pudding. They didn't score a try for the rest of the game. Yeah, and and this is the other thing that I think obviously had a massive influence on this game, which is why I want to see more of both of these clubs because it just didn't. It just didn't make sense. They they. They were they were going through the Titans so easily the entire first half. Yeah, they were running through them. They were on fire, and then it just I just don't understand why you'd move one of your main pieces like this. And I don't know. Like people say, oh, that's a hindsight call. <laughs> we said it as soon as the substitute nah, came nah, on. Yeah, was, I can show you the messages. I, I cannot like for the life of me. Even let's say Jacob. Uh, let's say Arthur. Jacob is Jacob Arthur. Yeah. yeah. He's, I think he's a good young half. But even if he was the best young half in the world, Dylan Brown is the guy that's been training with Mitchell Moses and Clint Gutherson and Reed Marnie and uh, Ryan Madison all preseason. So why would you move that key ingredient? It, and Dylan Brown was playing fantastic. Just it blows my mind. It also surprised me to a lesser extent how much Arthur took over the kicking game. Yeah, it just it just surprised It was it was a bizarre second half for me. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I really, and again, this is no, I really do rate Arthur, but, you know, at the moment, it's Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown, and Cliff Gutho's team. To bring him in, you're, you're upsetting the balance there. I just, and, and again, the proof's in the pudding. They, they didn't score a try when Dylan Brown moved. They didn't score a try for the rest of the game. Uh, it's just really surprising to me, really, really surprising. Um, now, maybe, you know, Brad Arthur thought that, Jacob wasn't suited to defend in the centre, but then it's like, well, we'll move a forward there then. Like, if you've got so many forwards that can defend out yeah, there. Yeah, I just, very, very surprising. I, I hope it's not evidence that that's like he's thinking that he may move, like, as in that's what his hope is well, later he, in the he season. He kind of said this during the trial that he wanted Dylan Brown to be able to play multiple positions. And it just, I don't, I don't know. It just makes no sense. I don't understand why when he's playing as good as he is, you would move him. I mean, is it, is it really that much of a crazy thing to say, don't fucking change your halves mid Yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, like it's and, pretty basic, isn't it? And also, like, has Dylan Brown played, played so poorly that he's ne- his position is now under question? Like, no yeah, way. No, no way. He's, and he's still 21 years old. Yeah, very, very surprising to me. I, I'm, I'm shocked. And I hope that, that, I hope that drives home the point of how important he clearly is to their attack. Yeah, and it, you know what? Like, and it's also unfair on... Jacob Arthur, because he obviously is the coach's son, and a lot of people have noticed. I'm going to say, yeah, people are going to people are going to come for him. Yeah, now, even you know? if it, even if it's not true, they're going to say, oh, it's because of this or yeah, that. Yeah, it's so, not. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arthur's a, a great young player, a great young player. It's just more take out the name, take out the name. It's just more the structure of your side. Yeah. You train one way all preseason, 
and then you're moving. And what's crazy is like, what I didn't understand as well, the commentators kept saying like, oh, Dylan Brown's, you know, has an impact of the game. Like, I'm, I feel like saying, God, you know he's been moved to centre, don't you? I don't think they knew that he'd been moved to centre. I don't think so. And I was like, what? what? Like, what do you want him to do from centre? Like, centres are probably the least active players in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really surprising. But outside of that, when they get a fucking roll on and they're playing, they look the silkiest I've ever seen them. Say as well, I thought um, Isaiah Papali'i, Beast. me, he had every excuse in the world to send it in this year yeah, and yeah. wait around till next year. Uh, he looks like he's hit the ground running. I think Matto looks pretty good at 13. It'll be interesting to see what they do when Nathan Brown does return. Yeah, look, I, I love what I saw. Reed Marnie looks like he's in for a massive <laughs> year. Uh, Mitchell Moses looks slick as anything. Three try assists in your first game. Uh, Dylan Brown, one try assist. Marnie was the most underrated player out of the weekend, I thought. Yeah, he was uh, great. Just the way that he attacked out of his, out of dummy half, and he just created space for them yeah. all over the place. Look, I, I think um, although the, the, the score doesn't reflect it, I think Eels fans, I think, appreciate how good uh, Titans are in attacking, yep. but also... I just think that if they complete, if the Eels complete, it's a very, very different game. They looked, they looked unstoppable when they, when they got that, those roll-ons and that. They looked super slick. The slickest I've seen them in a long time in attack. And for a team that their biggest knock was you struggle to score points, they were just yeah. laying them on, laying them on. So, I, I, look, yes, it wasn't the best performance overall for both teams, but I still think there was enough good signs to come out of that happy as a, a fan of both teams. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see the Titans get into an arm wrestle. What they did yesterday, we know they can do. We know they can do it better than most sides. So I'm keen to see them when they do get into an arm wrestle and sh- show us what they're about. Reggie, uh, Reggie Campbell, uh, 179 metres, 19 tackles, only one missed. Uh, Junior Paulo, 160, 23 tackles. Uh, Isaiah Papali, 193 metres, nine tackle breaks, 26 tackles. He's a beast. Absolute beast. Um, yeah, look, as I said, I still think – I probably wish I would have seen a bit more from uh, Penasini. I, I felt like he yep. was a little bit quiet. Um, but, again, I think good signs, really good signs. Well, I think with Penasini too, we need to remember that – I think it was his sixth or seventh first grade game. Yeah, so he's so we, young. It feels like we've been talking about him for two years, like yep. a first grader, though. So, um, so yeah, good signs for both teams, in my opinion. Just got to sort out the defence. Now, last game of the round, Cowboys versus Doggies. Uh, it was a it was a rough game, rough game for both both clubs. But massive congratulations to Doggies fans. You got the win. Yeah, wins a win. They're, wins are hard to get in the NRL. Absolutely. Don't worry about how you get them. You got them, and they're yep. hard to get. So well done, Dor. Uh, well done to the doggies. I thought it was really interesting when Addo Carr like got that penalty or whatever, and he was like, you know, stop taking a break to his team. And I was like, you know, that's so good for the doggies because like they've got a guy there that has been and done it all. You know, those little things like transition phases. Um, a lot of the best clubs, they really focus on transition phases because it's when the teams that aren't as good they kind of like take a step back and stop thinking, yeah. and you can break games open. Um, so I thought it was really good to see Adokar do that. I love the intensity too. Yeah, for that's sure. That's what you want from Fox. Even the intensity that he called the um, the challenge on there. I just love that whole two minutes from yeah, Fox. He for just, sure. he, yeah, it's just everything we we're talking about in the preseason. You already know just from watching Fox. As much as he's laugh, giggle, let's try it. Fuck if you know if he if he pulls you up during the week, you're gonna yeah. know about it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I thought uh, Brent Naden was really good before he got, um, you know, before he got his head knock. I know he missed a couple of tackles on that, but I just think he looked really dangerous in attack. Uh, I thought Burton was um, solid, 505 kicking metres. Um, him and Avrilo's combo, I'm still unsure of how it will go. It's, it was a bit stop and start. Uh, Josh Jackson, he's a battler. He'll battle every single game. Uh, I thought um, Luke Thompson and Max King were really good off the bench. And the good thing about that is, like, you've got depth now in that front row. Yeah. If Luke Thompson and that are coming off the bench and putting in that kind of meat, like that kind of uh, performance, it's really good signs. Really good signs. Their forward pack is starting to take shape. Um, and I, I thought Jeremy Marshall King was sensational last night. Yep. He's, he's a guy that, um, you know, he obviously knows that the, the breed's coming next year. Bit of pressure on him. I thought he took a, a number of very good runs last night. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burns, he, he, he had the tip on for that try, but fuck, it's a ballsy play from Jeremy Marshall King to go two-man cutout. Oh, on massive. Your line like that. Yeah. Like that, that takes massive balls. He saw the opportunity, backed himself in. Burns did sensationally, don't get me wrong, but JMK, I was very, very impressed with him. Defensively, he's very solid. Um, and in a game where they weren't on the front foot all that much, I, I don't know if you got how many uh, metres he made there, but it felt like to me that he, he, he was making a heap through the middle. Jeremy uh, Marshall King, 91 metres. 91. Pretty, Pretty handy good. for a nine. Bloody, bloody oath. Bloody oath. Who only played 60 minutes. Yep. So, um, yeah, look, and to get a win when you only had 46% possession, that's bloody good. Bloody good. So massive congratulations to Doggies. It's, it's a very hard game to take a lot out of because it was so scrappy. Yeah. Um, but, again, the, the Doggies aren't winning that last year, that's for sure. Doggies oh, are mate, not winning that. Yeah. That, mate, to, to be honest, I, I know the Dogs won, but the Cowboys weren't hanging in that game either last year. Yeah, that's true. Like, credit to both sides for yep. hanging in there. Uh, it might not have been the most entertaining game, uh, but they, they both hung in there. I don't think either team deserved to lose, personally. Mm. Yeah, tough tough loss for, for the Cowboys. So, yeah, massive congratulations uh, to the Doggies fans. Some uh, good signs from Burton there, too. I thought he... You know, I thought it was a good, solid debut for the club, for sure. What about that? that you've got it written down here, that bomb that he put up. Yeah, and then they ran... They were offside. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... Fuck. You've got to get on his level. If he's going to do that for you, um, help him out, bro. That, that, that bomb went, went off the screen. I know. It was, felt like yeah, two seconds. It was incredible. It incredible. was. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's the little shit that Canterbury's got to sort out. You yeah. put up the best kick you'll see all season. You don't yeah. even get onside for it. And, and maybe that, that's communication. Maybe he needs yeah. to communicate them. Boys, get behind me. Because um, if you're putting a bomb up like that... Uh, you want to be on site. It's yeah. not a normal bomb that you're you're going to allow them to have ten meters and then you, you all come as a team. A bomb like that, you're hoping they'll drop it. Yeah. Um, well, you could see Kyle felt. I reckon that ball was forty oh, meters man, away from him. He just went, "I'm no hope." Here. Yeah. I've it was wild. Uh, yeah, Hetherington, really good run to set up that first try. But anyway, uh, great stuff for doggies. Now he, he looks dangerous, Hetherington, with on the, the ball. Edge. Yeah. He, yeah. To me, I look, agree. St- I mean, he has got an error in him, but I think Canterbury. 
They've got to play front foot footy. They've got to play second phase footy. And yeah. I think he could be a really dangerous guy this year. He's going to make mistakes. You have to accept that. I'll tell you what, as a half, I do not want him on my edge yeah, no, as a half because you know he's going to run it. Now, uh, Cowboys, the last team of the round. Uh, devastating loss, man. Devastating loss. I think this, like, they'll be really upset with this loss. Yeah. It's a game they probably could have won. Uh, I am still... Extremely surprised at Tamalolo's use. He ended up only playing 51 minutes, 26 minutes in the first half. You know, he ran for 134 metres, 30 tackles, only one miss. But he didn't look anywhere near as energetic as he usually does. I don't know what's going on there. I yeah, uh, look, uh, uh, yeah, reportedly has carried a hamstring injury into this season. I'm hoping... Fix it then. Fuck. Oh, no, no, and I, I mate, I'm hoping that's what it is, but I'm hoping against hope because this has been happening for two years now. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's, uh, I got a little sliver of hope when I saw the starting team come out and they he moved was, Mitch yeah. under thirteen and talent. I thought, okay, might be on Cotter? here. Where did Cotter go? Well, he apparently, injured? he's also got tight hamstrings. Wow, you know, a ball hasn't been kicked and these two are already having yeah. to be rested from games. Wow, tight hamstrings. So, and I mean, yeah, I mean, Cotter does have that that. That injury history to him, there's no doubting that. Um, but yeah, mate, I, I, one guy I thought didn't played really well again. Yeah, I did. I did. Too. I thought, mate, I, I thought for the first half he was the best player on the field by mm. a long way. Um, yeah, it was surprising they didn't score more points than they did. I always felt like they were just about to score, just about, but it just never. You obviously had the the one one with Hammer at the end, which. Um, you just got to be better than that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's that's really that's. That's a match winner. Like that, that literally is, yeah. 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 And all, but also, like, the, the, the frustrating thing about that, you know, with Hammer is, like, it wasn't a normal kick where you're just running through. And you, like, that was an attacking kick. You knew it was happening. And you have all the time in the world to put yourself on side. Yeah. And you weren't on side. Well, mate, with, yeah. with a guy as fast as him... The kick could have been another 10 metres back. It's still yeah. an attacking kick. Like yeah. and look, I'm sure he'll watch video and yeah. he won't do that again. And I'm sure he's as disappointed as anyone. But I w- that's just a, something where, like, Hamiso, if he wants to take that next step into the – because, like, he's going to be a superstar. He's yeah. so incredible. He needs to just make sure that that kind of stuff's not in his game. Um, I thought Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah Nanai was really good. Yeah, he's a handful. He's going to be very good. I've been very high on Highland Lukey for a long time and Cowboys people have been telling me for a long time – Nanai is the one to be excited about. I still think Luke is going to be good, but Nanai, he looks to be very special. The one thing I thought with the Cowboys is that if you're going to play Val Holmes at centre, you have got to bring him into the game. Mm. I just I and I felt like in the trials they did it very well. I feel like Val Holmes is really heavily involved, mate. I, I did he have more than five hit ups last night or five? It looks well, like he, had, he, he had zero hit ups. He had thirteen runs. Thirteen runs. Okay, that was more than what I thought. I, I almost felt like I, I didn't notice him yeah. for most of the evening. Mm. Which, for a guy with his ability, I mean, well, see, I'm he's a kangaroo's outside back yeah. at Holmes. See, I'm more looking at a guy like Hamiso. Eleven runs as a fullback. Yeah, and I know we spoke about this uh, before the season started. Yeah, I almost feel like I saw more of Hamiso yeah. than I did of Val. But remember, I've said to you, my issue with Hamiso at fullback is he doesn't get through. Yeah. He doesn't get his hands on the ball enough. 11 runs as a fullback and you're a superstar. You've played Origin. You know, you want to be hitting around the 18 to 20, I reckon. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a bad game at all from Hamiso. It's more, if you win that fullback spot and Valentine Holmes is going to be there. Because, like, you know, for example, Valentine Holmes at fullback is going to take 20 runs. Uh 
and like drink waters out of the side as well. Uh, so I just think that if, if Cowboys are going to go well, it's going to be Hamiso killing it. That's that's going to do that. So uh, hopefully he can um, just get his hands on the ball more because he's so dangerous. Think about it. He had 11 runs, 136 metres. Yeah. So he was averaging more than 10 metres run, which is incredible. Four tackle breaks, 11 tackles, zero missed, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, just a tough night for Cowboys. Just didn't seem to work for him. Just yeah. didn't seem to click. Because you look at their forwards, 158 metres, 153. All of their forwards um, outside of one got over 100 metres. You know, so that's a pretty good uh, effort. Their, their backs, Talangi was good, 161 metres. Um, Hiku, 186 metres. Yeah, Far well. out. You know, uh, Kyle Felt, 194 metres. So they had, they had a red-hot crack. I, I'm not sure where the Cowboys go from here. I Yeah. I know it's going to be disappointing for them to lose to the Doggies first. Oh, sure. mate, it's very disappointing, yeah. especially when you especially when you like when you score that try at the back end without going back to Hammer. It's yeah. not. It, it's just shit, shit happens. It is what it is. But yeah. it is heartbreaking stuff, especially up there in North Queensland too. Mm. Yeah. Um, totally. Oh, well. And it's uh, not like they got out enthused. Not like they got outplayed. Well, you look at their stats individually. <laughs> like, there's an argument that they were the better team. Yeah. Like, you look at their stats individually, they're, they're substantially better than, you know, when it comes to meters running that. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Do you think Drinkwater gets that 14 role at all? Do you think he stays at the club? What, what do you think's going on there? I mean, we know why they selected Dearden, and Dearden played really well. He's probably Cowboys' best, so it's not to say Dearden didn't play well, but Drinkwater is such a gun. I just, I mean, once again, we come back, you scored four points last night against mm. the Canterbury Bulldogs who were working out different combos and everything. Like, they just, you need to score more points in the NRL. And this is, I love the look of Chad and Dearden, but I just think I've always just thought they're a little bit too like for like, especially when... You don't have a heap of points in the rest of your squad. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Drinkwater will be in the team this week. Yeah. I think that Todd will look at that game and go, we did enough to win, I'm going to stick with this squad. Mm. So I, I think it'll be a few more weeks until we see Drinky. Not sure who the Cowboys play next week, but um, that's going to have to be a big one for them. Uh, Raiders, big game. I mean, so many big clashes. The positive is, guys, for every single team, only one game. It's yeah, only round exactly one, it. yeah. and there wasn't... There wasn't a single team that I looked at and went, they are fucked. Yeah. Whereas like some teams last year in early rounds, I was looking at going. Well, quite often round one, there's normally one or two that you just like train round. Yeah, done. Dunsky. So that's the positive. So keep your chin up if your team, team lost. Celebrate if your team won. That is us done and dusted for the day. Have you got any announcements? Yeah, beers and break even, Supercoach show, Tuesday night. Come by. Round one review and everything. Looking at round two as I... Mate, you should have seen the Supercoach players this weekend. Tough weekend. Really? Tough Brutal. week? Wow. Brutal. Wow. Um, make sure to grab a case of Bloke in a Bar. If you enjoy this content and you want it to keep growing, the best way is grab a case. Plus, it's a beautiful, easy-drinking lager. Go to bloke.shop, grab some merch, join at bloke.club, the Bloke Club. Uh, and as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 